trash can. Welcome, everybody, to the final episode of RSPN Uncensored on RNC Radio. I am Mark, and of course, he is Jeff. We are literally standing right next to the time chamber, leaning on it as if it were a water cooler. Because we've just finished episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance. And I think our sentiments, the way that you can read our body language right now, if you had an opportunity to actually read our body language, because right now you can hear us as opposed to see us. But if you were to read our body language right now, we are not, would I be able to say the most impressed with how um, this ended? Yeah, no, I think I'm doing it. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to our feelings on what had happened with episodes 9 and 10 and, and essentially compare them to the highs that we felt when we watched episodes 7 and 8 last week. If you did yeah. not catch last week's RSPN Uncensored, be sure to catch those areas out in the RSPN feed, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your shows, because I feel like we left seven and eight learning things. And one thing that we actually wanted to the, the fucking reason we're sitting at the damn time chamber right now is <laughs> right. we wanted to learn some things. And yeah. we had some opportunities to do so. We sure. had some areas to do so. And I won't say that this documentary was not providing a lot of people who are our age, our demographic, essentially, a chance to learn we both discussed that you and i our fathers probably don't learn anything brand new out of a lot of this they probably knew that reinsdorf and kraus were not the most enjoyable people and they 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 fucked up a lot of things that came out of chicago but eventually you you look back at it and they are able to watch this and remember the excellence that came with six and oh in the nba finals right so they watch this with a little bit of a different eye that we watch these types of things because we have heard these stories passed down to us like they were almost like family heirlooms. Yeah, and yeah. once we start getting technology, we get things like YouTube and we get things like Wikipedia and we get things where you can read box scores and you can kind of experience it. Yeah, you can you can look at it uh, not necessarily with rose colored glasses, but it's it's just, it's just a different way yeah, than really. actually watching it live and experiencing it live. So hence we're here in 1998. You know, if I'm if I'm in the director's eyes and I'm realizing that out of all the footage that we just saw in these 10 parts of the documentary, the area that ends up being the thing that meant to him the most was the area of Michael Jordan um, looking back and saying, you know, I don't really have to do all of this as they play the the seven years, eight years that they just had throughout the 90s of winning literally everything, celebrating champagne, flying this and that. And you get times. Michael Jordan in his most vulnerable area stating this is this is how I was taught to play this is how I this is how I approach the game yada 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 if you don't have to play that way you don't necessarily have to and this is a question feeding from all of the different types of things of him being a tyrant and so on and so you, forth you, you, can, tell he didn't, for you can tell he didn't want to get judged by the type of player he hit exactly so if if that was the key moment for the director <laughs> i would have loved the entire documentary being based on end that end it right there that and i feel like yeah, episode nine right and there. ten kind of swerve away from that but before we actually get to the meat and bones of everything that happened in episodes nine and ten and we signed out and head 
all the way back to 2020 and jump back into a world of viruses and a world of much better technology, maybe not as as, as best television as the 90s, uh, is credited to have. Um, when we come back, our RSPN checks are waiting for us because it was not cheap to build this time machine. You have specifically stated you're spending this on what again? Hey, man, listen, you already know. I, 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 I truly don't because the areas that I would spend it on, they're closed and they might be closed for a couple of months. Which was what? You with Apple? Um, Not necessarily. What are you talking? I mean, I may hit a folly. That should be an area that is closed for a couple of months. Folly with masks, man. Folly with masks. Folly with ma- Please tell me <laughs> that you're not going to folly with a mask on. Hey, man. No, no. I'm not going to Fives. Um, what am what am I what am I spending what the 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 RSPN cake on? What you told me was a little bit more sponsor related. <laughs> or my turn to be more sponsor related. And I'm truly hoping that it is not going into the area of sponsor relation because between you and I, we have done a good job. And I am very proud of you for listening to me <laughs> when we say we are here for journalistic purposes yeah. only. Hey, man. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it's, it was only right, like, if I'm back at that time to, like, see what queens are around 98, 7. If I knew what I knew in 98. Well, we were too busy peeing the bed in 98, so unfortunately we could not. I wasn't we, peeing the bed now. Hold your- do I want to call? Do I want to call Cap? <laughs> do I want to call <laughs> no, Cap? You weren't peeing the bed in 98? Yeah, I was, I was eight, nine years old. I was already playing Pokemon at that point. Oh, wow. Real, 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 real man, Jeff Gamage. Yeah, not I was. Dead in yeah, I wasn't, you know, 98, 99, nigga, I was definitely, like, waking up. I, I wasn't even. This is Cap. That's eight-year-old Jeff's, that's eight-year-old Jeff's Oh, shit. Hey, listen, nigga, I, I wasn't this. even. Uh, waking up in 1998. I wasn't even peeing in the toilet seat in '98, nigga. I, it was straight oh, down, yeah. straight into, oh, straight definitely. into the bowl. You know oh, oh, into the bowl. Oh, I thought I, that was—that's not real man enough. I thought you were going to the outside <laughs> of your house and then pissing in the grass. That's real nah, man. That's real man nah, right there. Nah, nah. You know, '98—that was a good time. If I—if I can, you know, grab a queen, pull back up to 2020. No, we doing all right. Butterfly effect. Stop. I at this point. I would probably much rather butterfly effect than you telling me that you are going to cop a stream yard chain. The stream yard chain. See, I didn't even want you to bring this because, you know, right now. I don't the world needs to know this. I know, right? Our, our viewers don't know how stream yard has been for us because of our situation with Google. Shouts Google, though. If y'all ever want to cut the check, we're still here, you guys. But stream yard has held it down. No, right? Yes or no? They've been. Um, they've held they've down for the most part. part. They've been some good partners. And they have this amazing logo. Uh, it's it's this oh, duck. It's an amazing logo. Great marketing. It's this, fucking. It's great marketing. You would have thought Mark came up. It's so fucking fantastic. Uh, but me and Pat had decided we're gonna get bust downs. We're gonna get uh, uh the, the stream yard duck chain. Bust um, down for what? So you're gonna get an Oregon colored uh a, a Oregon colored AP? Yes, sir. Going down. The logo is hard, man. Stop. Don't no hates, man. The duck. And you're going to get the fucking duck. A green, a green, yellow bill duck. Go look up StreamYard logo, and y'all going to be like, damn, that shit hard. This is going to be one of the worst chains of all time. This might be worse than Big Ass Chain. No, don't be disrespectful. Like... I love I love me some T Pain. This might be worse than me guys. Bro, come on, bro. That chain was awful. This chain gonna be nice. I might get it. I might get like the the it's gonna be like gonna lift. So it's gonna be damn near choking me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be up there. It's gonna be and, a choker, a stream yard yeah, choker. Yeah, yeah. Stream yard I, I'm choker. done. 
I'm done. With the, with the duck, the duck gonna be hanging. It's gonna be right there. You know, it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be close up to my collar. It's gonna be like when a when a gun is when a gun is. I cannot wait to get back to. Yeah. We're, ne- we're never we're never going back to the 90s again. The advances. Shout out Pat too, man. Me and Pat didn't have. Oh, chokers! Why why is Pat getting a choker? Man, that's my guy, man. Why does Pat Pat love Streamyard? Pat got the uh Pat got the uncut the uncut gym. the, the uncut Furby. chain the Furby the, joint. Oh, he's copping that damn Furby joint. He not got even, it. Pat got not it, even. bro. Pat has the Furby chain yes, from Uncut Gems. Where, bro? Really? I'm dead ass. I'm really? Dead ass. I feel like I feel like this is Cat, but then we go into we go into the chat and Pat is going to post the damn Lord, Furby I chain. I promise, bro. I bro, hit him up. Text Pat. Ask him about the chain. He'll send you a picture. Where the hell did he get the Furby chain from? I can't. I can't. You gotta talk to Pat. I don't want to. I don't want to. You gotta talk to Pat about this. But it's late through text him like that, it. bro. I've seen it myself. Matter of fact, he told me like. <laughs> Like a week. Has he, he worn the chain? Yeah, he wore it a week before he got it. He told me he was gonna get it, and I was like, "All right, nigga, we'll see what happens." And then, like a week later, I get a picture, and boom, there it is around his neck. I'm dead up. I'm so damn fed up. You know what? Let's just let's let's just bow out <laughs> episodes nine and ten of the Last Dance. Yeah. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. They say it's lonely at the top, and whatever you do, you always gotta watch, motherfucker. Jeff, I feel like I have to ask this question and start off our coverage of episode nine. We left episode eight when Reggie Miller is walking up for game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, prepared to send Michael Jordan and the Bulls home. Was this an immediate cap alert when you heard Reggie Miller state, you know what, I really felt like at the time in 1998, we had a better team than Chicago did. And we being the Indiana Pacers. Like when Ash Ketchum turns his hat around, cap. And throws the cap. Come on, bro. Did he? Don't did he? But did he have? But did he have a point? I, I, we we've been really fed up for the past couple of years of Reggie Miller just being Reggie Miller, and that's just talking, I mean, providing too much context, stories. But did he actually have a point with this one? I mean, I think he may. I think he may have had a point, but like, I don't really. I I don't believe it. I mean, I don't believe it just based off the outcome. Uh, but I mean, in general, I don't. Believe, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not. I'm not there for. It. You had an amazing point in. One of the earlier episodes of RSPN Uncensored where, you know, you watched game one of the 1992 NBA Finals between the Bulls and the Trailblazers, and you were just taken aback on how somebody can just hit five threes and it feels like the world is about to crumble (laughs) underneath the United Center (laughs) because that's how fucking crazy it's getting, right? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, five threes and a half, nigga, we're done. This game. At, at that time, that's that's pretty much the 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 greatest, most immaculate sharpshooting that you could see in twenty twenty. We see that yeah, by that a bench player yeah. in the second quarter. Easy. You 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 yeah, you can get five threes guys, from them. Role players get hot. Six men you get hot. Easily gonna drop five seven threes that game. Like <laughs> it's nothing. Now, granted, Reggie Miller, uh, 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 far from being any of those players, but it becomes somewhere where you have to start reminding yourself, okay, we're back in an era where we did not have a 6'2", 6'3", guard in Golden State literally changing the course of three-pointers. We didn't even have the bald-headed magician out of Miami and Boston and Milwaukee and Seattle doing everything that he did 
to yeah. actually break Reggie Miller's record. That area in Boston where he hits that three and goes crazy, it becomes a huge moment where he actually breaks Reggie Miller's record. And we don't get that for at least another 12 years. Yeah, no, I mean, the record, the record, you know, it was respect, respect. Um, but his record, the way that the NBA is um, now and the way that it's going to continue to be, he had a record that was meant to be broken. You know, like, like there's just some records like they're going to just, it's going to be a while. You know what I'm saying? Just because of what they are. But this shit was meant to be broken. Now, in... Words of some there's no real progression. Exactly. In words of some of the media, it feels like there was not an area that Chicago gets knocked out by a team. You would want, and I and I and I, and I think specifically, I think specifically Bob Costa said this. There was not an area that people could have thought that a team knocks out the Bulls. Yeah. They said it had to be somebody in a suit that knocks out the Chicago Bulls, and of course they pan over to Jerry Krause's face and Jerry Krause does not look it's, very happy it's gotta be at that business, point right? time. That's the only way. It's got to be bad it, business to knock them. Exactly. But yeah. Chicago in this Eastern Conference Finals is faced with a legendary shooter in areas that they might not have ever seen in their last opportunity yeah. to win an NBA championship right, because right. in a couple of weeks or in this series, things could be over. Yeah, tough odds just off the dynamic of who you who you got to play. And I was a little disappointed because we didn't really get too much on an odd story between Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan that pissed Michael yeah. Jordan off. Because as we have learned, you can wave hi to him a little bit too long, and all of a sudden now you have somebody breathing yeah. down your neck for forty points a night. Yeah, you, you. I don't know, man. I was. I kind of feel you on that, bro. Like I was a little disappointed. I feel like there's more to it. Definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually have, you know, film of that or conversations of that and they just decide not to. Well, well they, showed, they showed a little bit of it. And you see the little battles in the earlier years, the younger years between Michael Jordan and Reggie yeah. Miller. They are both trying to compete to be the greatest. I, I know they gave us a little bit, but look at look at the like look at the point of this documentary at this episode. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like at this point, it's not it's not up to them to just give us a little bit of you know like they're this is a highlight. It wasn't enough for them to show you uh, Michael Jordan wanting to crush the the fuck out of Reggie's bald skull. Was that was that uh was that a decent amount? Let him let him get off more, man. Let him get off more. A little bit more hatred. I, I you know there might be. Some things that I feel like are people are kept. just realizing the Jordan maybe associate. I feel like we spoke about it like joking, you know, because of his mentality that the way he plays, the way he hoops. Mm-hmm. But like now we're like watching the doc and shit ain't funny. Something's really wrong with this nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Didn't he um didn't he walk up to didn't he wasn't Reggie say he walked up to him and said, like, What's up? What's up, you bitch? Or some shit like that. <laughs> Bro, I would have been red hot. I mean, yeah, but what's he supposed to? You know, what that's exactly what, what, what's he doing to him. I mean, if he if he walks up and steals up on Michael Jordan, we have everything from ESPN. Oh, the thug, the thug Reggie Miller. Yeah, the thug went yeah, up oh, against yeah, Michael Jordan and attacked him in the NBA playoffs because at, he knew for a fact the... he could not beat Michael Jordan <laughs> in, the, in the Chicago Bulls in a seven game series, so he <laughs> resorted to thuggery. Yeah, thuggery out of all out of all quote unquote brothers, Reggie me. Miller. Reggie Miller, eh? That fucking guy. Yeah, you Jordan, think you bro. think Reggie Miller black mask black masking it and pulling the uh, Nancy Kerrigan? If any, no, if any, if he pulled in it, if Reggie Miller pulled a Nancy Kerrigan, <laughs> we had a better team. Than and I had to do some shit that I had to do, and uh, you know, I got a little crowbar and yeah. went up to Michael and you know slapped him in his knee. That, that if that were to ha- if that were to happen, do you do you realize Reggie Miller would be the most hated man, <clears throat> probably still in sports? 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't really care for him over, like, just him, a person. If that would have happened, again, he may not have made this documentary. It may have been, you know, don't, don't ask this nigga nothing. We just going to tell them what we want. I mean, Michael seemed to, to, to think of Reggie a whole lot less and even said, I think there was a certain point that Reggie had even said a little something small, and then he got him back, hit a big shot or a game winner of some form of that nature and said, don't you ever say anything to black Jesus. Yeah, right. It's like... You want to get into this? Um, I'm sure there are people that call <laughs> him Black Jesus. Unfortunately, no, 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 a hundred percent, definitely. It will not be. It won't be us. It will not be us. It will not be Reggie Miller. Um, I don't think it will be anybody of our uh, 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 skin tone. Let's just put it that way. But Jalen Rose, very happy at the squad that Indiana has. Was it believed to be better than Chicago? I mean, you have a Rick Smith, you have a Jalen yeah. Rose. You have a Mark Jackson. Yeah, Mark Jackson was still I'm there. Not, Reggie Miller, Chris Mullen. Look, Jalen Rose. I mean, you could have stopped right there. Six on. eight small forward, Jalen Rose. He wouldn't. Uh, he's not. He's not locking up. He's not locking up anything in there. I don't. I don't. I don't care. J- Jalen Rose is one of them old heads that like refuse to give the proper credit to today's NBA because stuck in the fucking. I feel like. I feel like Jalen does. I feel like Jalen does a decent job. You not feeling Jalen? You not feeling any any, any Fab Five? Who's your favorite you know, Fab you know, Five? You know, me, you know, me, let me get into this. this Are you about to bar up the Fab Five right now? This no, is not this where is I expected to be. This is real shit. I was flying out to cookout out of Hartfield Jackson, and guess who was on my Jalen Rose is on your plane. Jalen, did you see anything Jaylen. concerning about Jalen Rose? Anything that you'd like to um, discuss on behalf of the podcast? You know, I'm not really the like. I'm not the one to like pull up of like high statue. Like if I see him, I see him. You know, it's not like it's whatever. Uh, but like a little head nod, a little a little, a little head nod. Right, it's a right, it's right. a head nod, head nod respectful. Yeah, I would say so. But you know what? Obviously, he was first class, so he got lit on the plane first. So when I went on the plane, this nigga had his big ass in the aisle <laughs> with his eyes closed. Like, and my thing is like, like was I he sleeping? Why- I don't, but I don't think homie was actually. I just think he wanted to avoid any like contact with you know walking past him going to this. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like I get, just didn't want to conversate. I was on my way to see y'all, and mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if you remember this. I sent it to the the chat, but anyways, uh, on my way, I I, I kind of saw. I was like, well, stepping over this man. This nigga just got his foot out while people are trying to get to their seats, bro. So you know me, nigga. I pull out my phone. Nigga, got your like, fake sleep in it. I gotta find the picture, but I that shit rubbed me the wrong way, man. I was like, come on, man. You in first class? We know it's you. Nigga, you the only nigga on this flight, you know, tall as hell. So will that will that foot piss you off for ever? It wasn't it just pisses me. you it off forever. It wasn't just me, bro. Like it, you know, it was people. It was everybody. I'm like, bro, come on, man. What's going? You didn't on have any. Here? You didn't have any Karens on the plane that spoke up. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. But well, unfortunately know. for Karen, we see a whole bunch of that in this feed as we start getting into the Chicago Bulls playing in Indiana because fittingly. As they play in Chicago, they go up in a 2-0 lead. Michael Jordan in an area that I can't believe it's only been a couple of years. And I'm already forgetting that the MVP used to actually be provided in the conference finals. <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that amazing that we did yeah. not have an NBA awards? Yeah, no. Uh, again, I, somebody somebody said on the timeline today uh, while we or last night while we were watching the show. Um, go back to the old. Like, I don't. I don't like you know me, bro. We had this conversation. I don't care yeah nba awards not the biggest uh, jeff not the biggest fan of nba awards no bro i don't have time i'm like it also just represents the regular season a little bit more 
accurately, I would say, when you're giving a lot of these things like Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and so on and so forth during the first round, and you save the MVP for the conference finals, then yeah. I mean, we already – it's like right now, like, we know who Rookie of the Year is right now. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, bro, I don't – a show for you to come tell me the obvious, Mm -hmm. especially just with extra shenanigans just to get people to come show up. Which, I mean, they may have to go back to the old way anyways, considering the circumstances and, I don't know, ward shows and concert time soon. Yeah. Uh, we may be forced into doing it the old way again, but in general, I just prefer, like, a nice ceremony for the fucking winners. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's, 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 like, no, I don't have time for a big, cer- like, a big ceremony. Like, it's, you know, MTV Awards. Now, as Michael Jordan gets his... MVP, his fifth MVP of his career, of course. And they're going into Indiana. They go into Indiana with a 2 0 lead. And as game three happens, Reggie Miller starts spazzing out. He's, of course, a lot more comfortable now that he is in Indiana. It's a much better area to have three, four, and five as your home games and don't have to worry about playing in the dreaded United Center. Say it again. Much better area. You trying to say he was uncomfortable in the hood? I mean, it might have been a little, uh, I mean, you know, he could have had them. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to worry about old block as of yet. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there might have been things in Chicago that might have. You know, might have just worried. Might have just worried bit. Reggie a little bit. Just, oh, you know. oh God, take me back. <laughs> Why did you make a man? Why did you make a man dark? <laughs> he's not man dark. It's just. It just. He's just a little. He just has a much different voice than 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 a Michael Jordan or, or Scottie Pippen. It may be a little bit more fair, uh, fairer colored than Michael Jordan, but he's not man dark. Somebody just, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just speaking on. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, uh, not necessarily represent because that is not my specific you community. But you know, Reggie? shed some. No, I'm just, 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 just trying to uh, provide a voice. Can we make to light, the cover to the light people, skin community? When people get this episode, can we just make the cover of him pouring those drinks of those snow bunnies at that party? The famous. Why oh why would we do that? Here's a drink, babe. Can we title that black? Can we title that black? Je- no, actually, no. No, we, can't. we cannot. Yeah. No. You you gotta call you gotta call me Black Jesus. You gotta call me Black Jesus. What they call Michael? Come on, baby. Oh, this Proton shot. Man, what a guy. I'm not look. I I'm not here to, to trash. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to trash Reggie. That's not what this episode's about. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. And if we're gonna trash any, if we're gonna trash anybody right now. Can we trash Scotty Pippen just for a moment? I just want to laugh. I just want to laugh at the fact that Why? Game Three was getting down to the wire. Scotty Pippen. Well, as soon as I saw Scotty Pippen had the ball, I'm like, oh, I know this nigga fucked up. I know, I know this nigga fucked you just up. Know it. <clears throat> he had to take his two free throws. Scotty Pippen misses the first free throw. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna split it. Michael walks up, gives him a little bump, and you can hey, just dude. you can just tell. Like if somebody hey. would have just paused whatever VCR they had or pause the YouTube right now and just freeze frame and zoom in, Michael is staring the eyes of the lord into scotty's soul shit, that's your ass, but- you said he said <laughs> what he said he said miss this year you ain't going back to arkansas nigga. <laughs> that's right you miss no the shit way. again i swear to god i'll buy the whole state you drown i got 30 grand on this <laughs> oh god <laughs> Let me stop. He said, "Don't fuck up the parlay." Scotty, Scotty said, "Scotty said parlay, nigga. You ain't talking about no goddamn parlay." Clanks the second, Scott clanks the second free throw. Says, "Fuck you, nigga. You the hell? You put you got thirty grand on this? We tell me shit. So now the Pacers are up. Now the Pacers are down, but at least they get game three, and we go into game four that has one of the most legendary shots, in my opinion." Uh, for, for, for Reggie Miller, especially in the NBA playoffs as well. Definitely. The play where Reggie Miller shoves the fuck out of Michael Jordan, grabs the <laughs> ball, launches the three-pointer. I'm glad you 
We can't forget the shoves the fuck out of as much shoving that people account Michael Jordan for, Reggie Miller right. literally. This was a fucking shove. You, he might as well have rock bottom Michael Jordan. Yeah, on, like, on like, like, hey, fuck, give, it me, give it to me, man. Ugh, and just launch. Get the fuck out of the way, nigga. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you he gave me a and, word. And just launch. I like how that just came out. Like, come on, dog. That might be his form of shit talking. I don't know. And uh, as soon as he does that, Wait, time Indiana. out, time out. Could you imagine if a player actually used nigger in a form of shit talking on the basketball court? Don't let it be. I mean, I know I know who it wouldn't be. I know who it wouldn't be. I, That's know, who it, I know who it would be. I know who it would not be. I know who it would not be. Jeff and I both know who it, who it won't Tyler be. Hero, oh, for the love of God. It would not be the oh, respectful, the damn, respectful man. The Tyler Hero is that people try to account and put in it, and put, people try to put false. What is he culture vote? What you Look know? What? I'm, him, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Look gonna get him. it. I'm not gonna get into this. I'm going to go back another to time. Yeah, when, Miller. when we get back to 2020, no, no, we're gonna go you back into. Once we get back in 2020, we're gonna see a very respectful, accountable <laughs> man that Tyler Hero is. Okay. Jimmy Butler's already explained it. Jimmy Butler's oh, already God. explained it, and he ain't more explaining. Okay, all right. But as Reggie Miller does five spins around in the middle of the court, it is going fucking crazy that they might have just beat the Chicago Bulls and get a lot more closer. They start zooming into Larry Bird, and Larry Bird's face is the most, you know, there's emoji of just a flat, just a flat face, no emotion. Yeah. That is literally Larry Bird, because he's looking at the clock and he's like, Dog, Michael Jordan's about to hit the fuck out this shot. Yeah, we are so fucked. He just knew it. We are so fucked. I know exactly what the fuck is about to happen. He is about to talk some shit tonight. Everybody guard this nigga. I don't give a fuck if it's eight on one. Everybody <laughs> guard him. And somehow Michael Jordan gets the ball, launches that bitch, and Reggie said, <laughs> Reggie said his damn heart stopped. Yep. That shit goes, leans, leans, leans. Goes into the basket and then zooms right out, and everybody's like, "Oh, thank God, man!" Wait, boy, if that shit wouldn't, bro. I mean, it's just it's going to end up being three one, and then it's just going to end know, up being three one, and that's a wrap. But Mark, the history of if that shit, yeah, exactly. It just would have been a whole lot different. I mean, I feel like not a lot of people give Indiana crazy. that the, the credit that could have been provided to actually knocking off the Chicago Bulls. Because again, we play storyline with a lot of this and mm-hmm. result with a lot of this. And if you don't get the job done, you don't get the, the the essential credit, especially in an area where you want to tell the story of Michael Jordan and it's not like, tell anybody that yeah, somebody actually had a chance to knock him out. Yeah, even like, though they didn't. Like it doesn't like it doesn't matter how good the team looked, right? It's like mm. you you guys could have been you know, great, the best shooters at that time, whatever the case may be, but you lost. So nobody's going to talk about you. But if you lose your story, your story is not told. And that is something yeah, that we do like with the, a whole lot of different warrior, The Warriors, you know, the, the 3-1 situation, you know, it's like, what's the matter? You lost. Yeah, you're, you're, I mean, <laughs> in, 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 when, you, when you lose in that grand of a fashion, again, yeah. nobody's right. going to be talking too much about 73 wins. We play result. And you could bring up in, in an opposite direction. You could bring up LeBron averaging a triple-double in the finals. LeBron scoring 40 points. LeBron doing this. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. You lose the finals, that's the end result. 
that's the end result. And that, and that happens with a lot of different series, depending on, but it, it's, it really depends on the type of story that you actually want to start telling with these forms of, of, of media and these forms of documentaries. And in this case, it helps playing into the fact that, you know, Indiana at a certain point, it looks like only the players really thought that they had a chance to actually beat the bulls. And after game four, Michael Jordan stitched up because it looks like they put a damn sledgehammer to the side of his skull mm-hmm. and he stitched up. So he still has to come to Chicago. He didn't really, really care. It didn't really feel like they cared even after the game three loss. They said it's, it's a bump in the road, according to Michael they, Jordan. They, Jordan, man, he's just, he knew it. He knew it, bro. It wasn't there wasn't nothing that was gonna stop. And and, and truthfully, after winning five championships, I'm not expecting Michael Jordan and yeah. especially Phil Jackson to be like, yeah, we're oh fuck, we're 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 bro, sure worried. In the end, just beat us one game. But that's I mean, exactly, you know, you give you give certain things credit. Exactly the same because that's about. I mean, that's a perfect perfect thing like way that you put that because at the end of the day, they've they've experienced worse. You know, they're not going to freak out about it. You know, to them, they're the, you know, they're the ones that the, the pressure is, I mean, yeah, they wanted to get another one, but like you said, man, they just, just won a lot. Now, as you bring up the fact that they are, or have experienced worse, you say we still have to come to Chicago from the mouth of Michael Jordan. And that comes into our first segue into 1997, where John Stockton sends the Houston Rockets home, Stockton. make their way to the NBA finals. And we get the MVP announcement of um, a character called Lester. Oh, young Lester. Yeah, Lester did win that year. I'm not sure how they allowed it, but it happened. Yeah, now Lester wins MVP. Um, shout out, shout out John Stockton, though. Is he a, is he a point guard? He one of the point guards? I'd say he's one of them. I feel like I feel like um, nobody. There's a lot of disrespect yeah. going on the timeline. During the John yeah, that's I mean, you know why. I know why, but you know why. I respect just put that out there. A lot of those records will not be touched for years to come, and that is yeah, even that's from one of shit. our greatest point guards at this point in time in in, in Chris Paul. I think Chris you Paul. Can't, it is what it point. is, right? Right? Yeah. It's like it is it, again. It is a record that is meant to be broken at a certain point, but you have to respect. You have to respect. now. As Michael Jordan starts preparing for the 1997 NBA Finals, he admits that Lester winning MVP is something that. Um, rubbed him the wrong way but brian russell actually made it 10 times worse when he goes to meet up with the utah jazz and maybe have a little bit of conversation a little bit of enjoyment because i'm sure he's looking for something to piss him off because uh he might be looking at john like hey would you have for you had anything good for breakfast today uh what'd you have today and if john says when you like to that's the guy and then and then, and then we started getting the 40, 50 points a night mm-hmm. over the Utah Jazz. But you didn't really get, yeah, you didn't really get a whole lot of that outside of Brian Russell. Brian Russell becomes enemy to Jordan after he goes, eh, why you quitting? Trash that. I'll, I'll lock your ass up right now. We got quitting on it. Time we play baseball. Now, point, points may have been made. Points may have been yeah, made, but from Brian Russell. Well, who, 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 had the, who had the final laugh? Who had the exactly. Final laugh? So Michael's just like, oh, I'm about to wear this thing every yeah. single day of his life until until the day he retires or until the day and, I retire from the NBA. And I'm going to put in a documentary later to show how that ends up happening with Brian Russell. But <laughs> points were, uh, hey, point, it, it, it's, points uh, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a question. It's a question that I'm sure Michael did not answer. He's like, why'd you quit, man? Why the fuck didn't you uh pass the goddamn ball to call alone and do blah 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 do? Lester. Oh shit, Lester. I already broke the wall. Holy shit. Now uh he hits Brian with a little left right. 
A little ha ha ha, little ha. Take that to hit game one of the 1997 NBA Finals, and you get the big fist uh, of them celebrating. The Bulls on the second, the story changes in Utah, and it is now two and two. Now, Game Five of the 1997 NBA Finals becomes something that is very memorable to a lot of NBA uh, NBA fans in general. But let's go one day before Game Five, June 10th, 1997. You are in Salt Lake City, Utah. You are hungry and you want some food. You call up the pizza man. Okay. Little Caesars, Domino's, Pizza Hut. I mean, if if I were to go on Google right now and type in pizza in Utah, let's take a look. Actually, let's take a look. Let's take a look they at probably, the They probably have like some pizza places just called like pizza. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just this like, pizza with just a called pizza. All right. Here's the I see pizza studio. Okay. The the pie pizzeria. Of underground course. uh curry pizza that's a curry little bit pizza. interesting curry pizza in big nell utah oh wow okay. um i'm kind of interested let's see some more places kind of interested pizzeria limon Cetabello oh. pizzeria oh god if there's anybody listening that's italian i hope i don't bury this and make you pissed off no the the politana Cetabello pizzeria napolitana sabrero I fucked that up so bad. Please, please, <laughs> nobody be upset. Please, nobody be upset. But so, so, anyways, they got some pizza. Point is, interesting places of pizza in Utah. In not, and especially this is just in 2020. Let's look at what's happening in 1998. So, Michael, uh, 1997. Excuse me, Michael Jordan gets a pizza. Five guys show up to provide him this pizza. Five guys. Pause. I don't know if the word gets out that yeah, we're about to deliver this. To a Michael Jordan, I don't know if it's the Michael Jordan. I would not be surprised if Michael Jordan himself was the one to put in the call. Because again, you know, in certain areas where you're this famous, you get your assistants or anybody else to uh, make these calls for you, and they'll say, "What's the name?" We we'll say Michael Jordan. You think and, he made the call and gave him his government? And be like, "Yeah, let me get some goddamn uh, you guys goddamn pepperoni on that bitch." Knowing that there's a game coming, I mean, I would, but he probably did. Y'all fools out in Utah got some damn sauces, put some damn sauces on that bitch. Hell yeah, Michael Jordan. Like, like, uh, yeah, let me get, uh, put it under Mark Cameron. <laughs> Not about it, like, hesitated. And put a, fa- put a fake ass name? Yeah, put Mark on there. I mean, shit, after, after, after a couple, after a couple of hennies, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Hell yeah, Michael Jordan. What the fuck? I'll prove this shit right now. I got my lights on me right now. So the yellow, now, yellow contacts on now five people show up and serve the pizza. They're a little bit concerned, especially people that are around Michael and say, hey, um, you know, we're in enemy territory, in enemy territory, essentially. We're getting a pizza. There's five people waiting for us to get the pizza. We got the pizza. Uh, we're not 100% sure what is going on with it. Um, do you now say, you know what, fuck it, and eat the pizza? Um, me? Listen, you. If, 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 if you're that hungry. I have five niggas bring me one pizza and something. Do you right. examine the pizza? Huh? Do you examine the pizza? Do you at least like try a okay, bite? So, so first of all, I examine every like period, nigga. So like, best believe I'm gonna look at the what's going on here, man. Make sure niggas ain't sprinkling no rona on it. You know what I mean? Cough on it or something. Take a little taste. There's some laxative on it. Hey, man, something, bro. Like you just gotta make sure. Like I, I examine it still. Apparently, Michael doesn't because they must have finished the entire fucking pizza. He ripped the slice out, went into it. It was like, man, virus. I wish a nigga what virus. You know who I am? And then finished the entire and then finished the entire pie. And then the next day, they say they find Michael in field position, ready mm-hmm. to throw up the entire day because he has food. Mm-hmm. So now with an IV attached to his arm, 
Reggie made the call. We start realizing that. Does Reggie have pulling? Damn, damn pull in Utah. That was revenge, man. Utah. I'm sure you got a lot of pull in Utah. Man. It's a lot of white people. Jesus Christ. With well, the IV hooked up to his arm. <laughs> Michael tells his mom and Phil Jackson that he is still playing. So it's not the flu. Sound like he's getting a little bit of a little bit of heating up and things are getting really nauseous and yada yada. It's it depends on and get your ass out there on the court. Which is, is extremely bad. To even show up with food poisoning is is something in itself. But it's game it's the a diaper on. Imagine Michael Jordan just says, Yeah, I'm gonna play this game, but I gotta wear depends depends on man. Depends on these depends on throw the depends on, throw the shorts on backwards, the forty five and get that shit. I'm sure I'm yeah, I'm sure something will be pushing if he were to do that with food poisoning with food with food poisoning at that point. So what do you think it was? You you think you think he really played with I mean, if you take a look, thirty-eight. I think so. I think so. It was, it was yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was thirty-eight. Around thirty-eight. You got to be a master, master class of your craft to really pull some shit off like that in such a big game. And I will say this: they did make a big note that Michael Jordan was sweating very heavy, life literally coming out of his body on each timeout. You ever look at the footage and just realize that Scotty's eyes is just is just wincing a little bit. As Michael's as Michael's is sweating, you ever just get a, a a good scent of something and just like and just and just something that's a little bit too strong. It's almost like rubbing alcohol. But let's so just take think, the rubbing. You, you think you think that he was sweating Henny? I, I mean, if I'm wincing, you <laughs> think Scotty was like, damn, this thing it, it did have a little bit of a color to it. I would think it was taking a shot off this. It, I would have threw. I would have threw up if he would have. If he would have just, just swabbed a little. Hit a clip of Scott Scotty Pippen licking Jordan's shoulder, nigga, getting yeah, Hennessy sweat. A little off his shoulder, like like off the sneak, and just been like, hey, "This is Crown Royal. What the fuck?" <laughs> I would, I would, I would have threw, I would have threw up. Oh man, I mean, yo, it's so crazy. Like the whole flu game thing is like Scotty was. Hugging this nigga, I'm like, yo, nigga, if this nigga got the flu, get the fuck up off this nigga, bro. Like, what are you doing, dog? Yeah, yeah, they gotta, they gotta get sick, bro. Yeah, they gotta social distance that image real quick because that that shit cannot happen. That shit cannot yeah. happen. They gotta social distance that image real quick. But it ends up being one of the most iconic images to come from NBA history as the Chicago Bulls beat the Utah Jazz in Game Five and eventually start getting into an area where they beat the Utah Jazz. In the entire 1997 NBA Finals, but that does not come without a shot from Steve Kerr. And surprisingly, we get a Steve Kerr story. All right, guys, here's the clicker. You know, uh, you wanna, I, I, change if you want to change RSPN, go watch the A show or look at my trigger, my, uh, I mean, usually I'm watching my TV and then on the opposite end is my monitor where I do all the work and all the recording. My chair might have <laughs> started to drift. <laughs> 40 percent back to my mother. Oh, chair started to drift a little bit. They could turn on the PlayStation. No, like, I thought I thought we were done with the stories, but then yeah. again, it was so late, a late time. To- yeah, but Steve Kerr ends up being the piece that was very important to Michael Jordan in, in, in 1997. We left Steve Kerr essentially with the the last parts of this documentary where he got the two pieces from Michael Jordan, and uh, according to Steve Kerr, they respected each other after that. But we got the information from Steve Kerr that Wilson, what did you? No, man, it's like, yo, what's wrong with No, I'm about to say. Like, beating a nigga ass, and he's like, later on, you see him, he's like, you know what, man? Yo, I really respect you for that. Yo, like, you took my hits, fucking man. <laughs> Usually, I'd be, I'd be knocking niggas out with these hits, but you, yeah. but you ate those. You ate those. Teammate, that's, teammate that's or not, we're going to have to use, like, person. I mean, it, 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 
as much as I want, as much as I'd love to go down this road, everybody just ends it with, "Oh, it's it's locker room talk." I've I've, yeah, I've, I've heard I, ten times worse. We're yes, not, we're not professional athletes. We won't understand. Oh, let's keep it going. Which 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 sure which sure. And I, I I pretty much just leave it at, at that point because there's nothing, not yeah. much that you can say. But Steve Kerr has a whole lot to say when he says that you know he studied John Paxson in those early '90s and studied the importance of those shots that he hit in the areas that he mm-hmm. was because John Paxson was such a good compliment to Michael Jordan, where people would overcompensate to try and stop him in areas that maybe they watched Detroit do it and said, okay, let's swarm around Michael Jordan and abuse him because maybe in those late 80s, he didn't trust a John Paxson to hit that type of shot. He didn't trust his perimeter areas and his wings to try and start getting pieces. The threes weren't, you know, that wasn't the main source of uh, victory. Uh, Main source of offense. Uh, I, I, I would say, as far as people pulling, not, up, not quite. Up, we're, up. we're, you know, we're the transition wasn't quite there. Yeah, exactly. So Steve Kerr watched <laughs> all that and says, you know what? I want that position. And he didn't. He didn't really want. He didn't really have to do too much fighting because by the time that he got to Chicago, John Paxson was uh, on his way out. So he took his opportunities to teach Steve Kerr and show him, you know what, you can do exactly what I did for Michael because you will fit into this bubble very easily and steve kerr ended up doing that um the reporter asked steve kerr had they ever discussed their fathers together and steve took a little bit of time to answer it and said you know i I feel like that's something that would have been uh, a difficult conversation for the both of us at that point in time at that point in time michael now four years removed from his father passing uh and steve kerr a little bit more years on top of losing his father and we get the story of the death of malcolm kerr um Ended up being a story that I did not dive into or, or, or know essentially yeah. from Steve Kerr's past. So that is our second segue into the 1970s and into the 1980s where um, uh, things actually happened. It wasn't the happiest moment for Steve Kerr at that point in time, but he noted that basketball was a way to escape from a lot of that realism of losing your dad. And with that, it's difficult to try and to 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 try and put it in this point of view but as that story ends we start getting the very very theatric music that comes from Steve yeah. Kerr hitting this shot to essentially line up the fifth NBA championship I, I didn't like this transition was it because the music just sounded like it's like it's how, I don't know. For those who didn't watch it, how can you how can you describe the music that was playing as as Michael Jordan kicks it out to Steve Kerr and he hits that that shot and makes it Stockton and the Bulls win their championship? They, they were they were trying to make us so emotional about that situation, but it tied it tied in so much to like the way Steve Kerr lost his father, where it was just kind of like I just thought it was I just thought it was weird. I just thought it was a little out of place. It just ended up being something that was a way too theatric. And Michael says specifically tonight, Steve Kerr has earned his wings, which I, I just started dying laughing. So I was like, okay. Tonight? Yeah, it was like, he was like, finally, this nigga do something. We finally <laughs> like got down. We finally got to be the NBA championship. How many rings was Kerr with? I think well, he ended up he ended up coming. Uh, what nineteen ninety? He he, he missed he, the first get, three. He missed the first three. I know I know he missed the first one, but he, did he get the? Did he get the? Uh... Yeah, he got it in ninety six. He got in ninety ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, he got in ninety ninety six and ninety ninety seven. He ends up hitting the shot to to win to win them that championship. So he's like, "Come on, uh, he finally finally earned his wins. He finally yeah. gets shit. He can finally <laughs> come back to the bag and have some dinner." Hey, Steve, you want like, to bro? He wasn't doing anything. 
and Steve, uh, in, in, in Steve Kerr fashion, uh, was able to celebrate that very well in the 1997 parade and said, ah, here I go bailing out Michael Jordan one more time. I was just about to ask you about that. Do you feel like Kerr, do you feel like Kerr helped carry Jordan that last bit, man? He saved his career a little bit? Uh, it's, it's probably, I, I, I'd, I'd say it's probably, I'd say it's probably tongue in cheek. Again, I won't, I won't take into the fact that to do this. Jordan had already done so a, much. You know, yeah, so. I won't, I won't take account of the fact that that I believe with anybody to do this, you have to have a team. There are a lot of, of people that like to take this from a, uh, a single perspective and say, yeah, Michael scored 40 a fucking night. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, but, no, but the, I'm just saying really his value was way higher than what it, you know, Kerr's value in 2020 would be way higher than 97. Yeah. Because of the league. Right. But they didn't know what they didn't know at that time. Obviously, systems were different. They were running different offensive. The, the game was. Different. But that's why I laugh at you earned your wings tonight. You know, it's like he was already there. And the champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. but that's so now we go back to 1998, which is now game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Michael promises a win. Uh, right. We get a little story on his one of his security members, um, uh, one of his security members, Gus, that came down with cancer. He comes back, was amazing. Uh, he was uh, planning to dedicate this to Gus and stating, just like Joe Namath at the Super Bowl, calling out a win, saying that they're going to the NBA Finals. And Chicago was minutes away from getting rocked and still, until Steve Kerr woke up the United Center, hit a huge three that Reggie Miller was like, if he did not hit that three and if we did win that jump ball and go up five, if, uh, if, it would have been over. And that was a little bit concerning to me because I looked at the scoreboard and saw there were six minutes left, so I'm not sure yeah, what that brother, what the was. Six minutes left, about, like, but uh, he said championship experience really rose to the forefront uh, and the Bulls beat the Pacers and go to the NBA Finals and Jordan bars up Larry Bird even at the very end and says, hey, maybe you can go work on that goddamn that, that golf you're working on. And Larry's just like, I swear to God, I'll switch on Fucking foul, man. So now episode 10 comes. Yeah, Michael Jordan jamming out to Kenny Lattimore. I thought that was very funny because this documentary has done so well pointing out the music that has been, been portrayed. We need a soundtrack. Put a sound. Put a soundtrack on. Oh, this actual soundtrack. Yeah. I, I I just think it's funny because it's so it's so celebratory of the '90s rap that is going on. Mm-hmm. And if there is anything more opposite of '90s rap, it is Michael Jordan, and he's jamming out in the back. And you want to know what he's listening to? And he's like, "Yeah, it's it, it's Kenny Lattimore. It's Kenny Lattimore. He didn't release it yet. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm released it." I'm, I'm pretty I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a pretty popular guy. You know, they give uh, they gave they gave me Kenny Lattimore CD. If you want, if you want, you want to listen to this shit. Nah, you ain't put really. a little 1997 playlist together. You listen to the what? Jay Z <laughs> Ain't that the drug dealer? Hey, hey, don't but don't play that shit in my damn presence. Play some damn. Hey, you got waiting to exhale. Put, put, you got waiting to exhale. Don't play no DMX. Don't play no Jay Z. Don't play no. If 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 Oprah can't play it, I don't want to hear that shit in my damn. damn okay, damn. you hear that? Damn, Steve, I better not hear you play no damn Doctor Doolittle. I don't want to, even though I like some <laughs> Malia. I like some Malia. You better not be playing that bullshit. I like <laughs> hey Scott, Scott, you better not be playing no damn Juvenile. I don't want to hear none of that shit, Scotty. Scotty, I know you like that cash money shit. Cash money, your ass up here and hit them damn free throws because your ass. <laughs> these shits last week. What you know about cash money, Scotty? I can hear hey, it right now. Money. You know what? <laughs> no, that is the biggest shit of all time. 
What you know about cash money? So that is the greatest. Shit, no, you have, you have, that's the greatest. That's the greatest line. Is that is the greatest line of the season? What you know about cash money, Scott? Stop listening to that shit. Nigga. Cash money. What the fuck? Then you made two million last year. <laughs> Chill out, nigga. They can say you made two million in the past five years. Nigga. You want me to call Tony up? Tony, Tony, and give you a hundred dollars, broke ass. Then you want me to, you want me to do yeah, some of that? Man, damn. And then, and then after clowning the game, that's that's how I play. You ain't gotta if play you, the game. How I play. If you ain't wanna play that I way, I respect my teammates. I clown them niggas. That's, I made them better. If you ain't wanna play that way, don't play. If you ain't wanna get two pieces, don't don't do it. Cut the cameras off. I'm done. Cut the break. Break. Ten minute break. 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 My eyes hurt. New eye drop. You, you, Jeff. You have stole the show. You have stole the show and have sent Scotty Pippen to the Lord. Oh, you did a lot of it. You made it worse. That is that that is terrible. Oh God, man! How can I? How can I even go on? I was just about to bring up the quote that said Michael wouldn't allow what he couldn't control to get inside his head, and I thought that was an interesting quote because the quote that came after was, "How can I be worried about missing a shot I haven't taken yet?" Which uh, and you laugh at it because it's Michael, but I'm like, I hey, know, but that man, that's not, that's not bad. Man. That's that is not that bad. Philosophy. So you get a little bit of philosophy from Michael Jordan as he is evidently very tired of a lot of this and just wants to finish this out because apparently Chicago is not interested in 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 uh continuing any of this and just wants to have this done with. Uh we get a little bit of Michael Jordan's kids. <laughs> we get a little bit of like daughter, two of his sons. Uh you look like one of them. Why why do why do you have to flip it? Why do you have to well, flip it? Amp brought this to my attention. Amp came to the timeline and said, finally, Mark is on the documentary. And I was yeah, like, I was, oh, like oh, I was like, wait a minute. And then I looked at it, and I'm looking at Marcus Jordan, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. But yeah. it's always that. It's always, you know what it is? It's beard. It's, it's, is that what it is? it's beard, complexion, <laughs> glasses. I don't know what it is. Nose? Maybe it's nose. No, I mean, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, I, as soon as Amp said that, I'm like, oh, you know what? You know who else? You know who Light else? Went to me. Um, whenever I have my beard out, I, I hear James Harden 90 percent of the time, and I, I Harden, I don't think. But I do hear there was ah, oh, what are the name of those twins, man? They were in. They were in 22 Jump Street. Um, what are the name of those twins? Twins? Twin Hoopers? No, no, not Twin Hoopers. They're comedians. Ah, what's their fucking uh, name? Did they have a show? Did they have a show? Ah, uh, they might have had something on YouTube, but same complexion, same big ass head, Damn. smile, glasses. It's always it's always that. I wish I remember their names. I can't I can't remember their fucking names. But point being, I don't know the like Michael Jordan. Shouts Amp for really bringing that. I'm not going. And Tim and X. Yeah, we all saw it. Just unfair. Just unfair, in my point. And Shereen for saying, you know, I kind of see it from the side, but then I'm. <laughs> I'm looking at Damn. It's like, it's like I, know, I can't I can't see and Bruce Bruce brought it up too. I I can't see it. Uh, I, think I, I understand why, but personally I just can't see it. But point being, shout out to Marcus Jordan, shout out to Jeffrey Jordan, UCF's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll continue. I'll continue to say that. So Chicago and Utah tie up the first two games. Um as we take a do- as we take a look and start documenting a lot of this nineteen ninety eight finals, one thing that I actually did learn, which is surprising to me, because I've looked at the nineteen ninety eight finals for, um, for a decent amount of time, uh, just looking at things to combat my dad about. Uh, fifty four points in the fucking NBA finals. Yeah, come on, bro. 
Come on. Unexpected. Like that that's unexpected. Utah gets banged. Bang. Like badly. Fifty-four points. Fifty-four points in anything, uh, anything NBA related, you would think about that in a quarter and a half. Oh, nigga, you you can't you score a game fifty-four points in a whole game in twenty twenty, bro. You probably lost by fifty. So now that happens, and people are just like, "Oh man, that after after they beat the Jazz by forty, oh, would you look? Would you just look at that? Dennis Rodman is out on WCW Nitro. I I mean, how could he? He's a big." Jab with 40 points. I'm saying, dog. What you was out into the same thing, man. You got to join the NW in 1997? Are you kidding me? Join the NWO in 1997. Hey, you got to shake the world, man. And you beat the Jab by four. You beat the Jab by 40 points. So, so Robin ends up getting fine. Now Robin is pissed. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. And, you know, it, at, that, at that point, it's whatever. You're, you're yeah, one of the leading members. As of, as of right now, I don't I don't really think he cares. They lose game five, but Utah is still down. So as of right now, Utah is three and two. Oh, well, Utah is down three and two. They want to try and clean things up and make it three, three so that in Utah, they can have a game seven because three, four and five were in Chicago. Game six happens. Pippen goes up for a dunk. With with a nice play between Ron Hop, Ron Harper and Scottie Pippen, yeah. goes up for a dunk. His back locks up. He says, "Up, up, 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 up." Mike, I'm gonna need to. Mike, I'm gonna need to. We need to get the fuck up out of here. My back, my back going crazy. Back going crazy. What the Can't fuck? Play. Can't play. Nigga, play with a migraine. Fucking half Mike, game. This ain't no my. I swear to God, this ain't no headache, Mike. I swear to God, my back, my back about to break. I need to. I need to get up out of here. So as that happens. Lester starts cooking up. He, <laughs> Lester's he and Rodman start going crazy. The the damn commentary team's calling for technicals. They're setting up for Hogan Goldberg in a, in, in a couple of days. Pippen has to come back out and be a decoy because, according to Michael, uh, him being on the court is more important is more useful than him being yeah, in like, the now. Don't give a fuck about your back. Nigga. He tells him to be a decoy. Tells him to be a decoy, uh, which I was concerned of how much of a decoy he could be if we just learned that he's now sitting out for a back. I would have leaned off him for probably the remainder of the game unless I need to close out on any form of layup or a three-pointer or something like that. But again, this is me talking. Up to try and face a decoy Scotty Pippen. A decoy Scotty Pippen with a damn back pinch you know, still said, be yeah I, I put i put my players bodies on the line i put my teammates bodies on the line. that's the type of player i would want to play like that if you don't if you don't want to play that way if you're not gonna if you're not gonna put your teammates bodies on the line so as game six ends michael jordan has one of the most impressive minutes and a half of all sports according to the documentary uh goes up for a crazy layup on brian russell gets them down to one carl malone getting boxed up getting bodied up Jordan goes to his blind side, steals the ball, goes up, uh, does the crossover on Brian Russell. I love the fact that they stated the power of that push-off that has been discussed for 20 <laughs> years, probably the same power as somebody would be escorting you to your table. And the yep. more that you slow motion it, I'm like, bro, he it's 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 not even anything to 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 try and combat. It just didn't happen that way. No. So as that happens. You get the hugest, you get one of the hugest shots, I will say, in NBA Finals history. And 
Chicago gets the lead. You get the beautiful photo of the last shot. I thought the silence of Michael Jordan collecting his thoughts as Utah gets their last shot to try and make it a game seven was something that was very nice because as much as the scoreboard went out, Michael Jordan seemed to be in a Zen. Yeah. Phil Jackson type Zen that was at peace, knowing that, you know what, this is done. This is over. Um, they win six games. He states they can't win until we quit. Everybody's celebrating, shooting uh, champagne all over the place. Uh, but Jerry Krause, Scottie Pippen don't look the happiest at this point in time. Krause is just like, I don't want to answer anything. Let's just take this in and I'll discuss everything tomorrow. Reporters are asking Pippen, so you're staying this year, right? Yeah, Michael's gone, but you're staying, right? And Pippen doesn't <laughs> want to answer any of the questions. As much celebrating is going on as right now, all this very bittersweet because everybody knows that this is going to be the last moment in time. Jordan is playing his piano. Media are literally on their knees, and uh, there are huge boos for Jerry Krause at the parade. As tough luck, dude. I mean, I mean, it's it's it, you you saw you saw you saw his frustration in the back as Phil Jackson is giving him props uh, in, in an area where he really didn't have to. In general, like he did not have to. They know for a fact everybody's leaving. Yeah, the crowd knows for a fact everybody's leaving. And Michael took that opportunity to show and give his love for the entire city of Chicago. They loved it. They th- and I'm sure that will be a never-ending love when it comes to Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson. Scotty Pippen, Steve Kerb, Dennis Rodman, John Paxson, all the different names that have accounted to the the decade of the 90s that Chicago has officially taken over. But I thought it was a really big slap in the fucking face when Jerry Reinsdorf ends it and tells Phil Jackson, you have earned the opportunity to come back. At that point, I was, I was like, oh, are you fucking serious? You gotta be fucking kidding me. It's a slap in the face. And I feel like, I feel like Jordan watching that back, he 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 was actually see his actually see his team. Yeah, he knows his bullshit. I feel like yeah. Reinsdorf Kraus had fucked up so much of it in an area where Michael Jordan apparently was more than willing to continue this. And unfortunately for episode ten, as much as we have learned and have had the ability to see a vulnerable Michael Jordan, we end this whole documentary with a question of whether or not. Michael Jordan could continue after 1998 and win seven. That was something that Michael thought was very stressful to actually walk away from the game because he has told us from episode one, he's not playing without Phil Jackson. Reinsdorf and Krauss had the opportunity to keep Phil Jackson, but they wanted to open their big mouth and say, Phil Jackson can go 82 and 0 and he's still not coming back. <laughs> Like how, what, that logic still still weird. So you burn the bridge, mm-hmm. and after the three peat is done, he has earned the op- the second three peat. Might I add, you have right. earned, he earned it at that point. Like get out of here. Bill Jackson sort of slapped Ryan's door in the fucking mouth and just yeah. and just completely walked off. Steve, and I I, I, go, I go win some more. Exactly. Now he's going to go out and continue to have a Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and have another three peat on top of that where. Now Dennis Rodman has to go to Los Angeles, play fucking a quarter of games, leave that, and end up fading out of the NBA. Scottie Pippen has to go over to Houston, have beef with Charles Barkley, get banged out of the playoffs, have more beef with Barkley, go to the Trailblazers, get wet up by Kobe Bryant, and eventually end up getting his payday that he was looking for for that entire decade of winning six NBA championships out of that. And Michael Jordan retires again, comes back, 
two years after nine, two years after that, in between nine eleven, says, "Yeah, I'm coming back and playing for the Washington Wizards." You lose Steve Kerr, and Bulls end up going into a rebuild that been in rebuild since has only stopped has only stopped for what. Two years of Derrick Rose? Two, and even then, even Rose? then, they were still trying to make it happen. They were really good. Don't get me wrong. Derrick Rose absolutely was a phenomenal. You know, he, it was just special. But, man, they've been in rebuild. Every- I, I I was not the biggest fan of this documentary ending on will no. could Jordan have got said. Yeah, it's like, and it's not something. We do this a lot in general when talking about the Houston Rockets because people love to demean the Houston Rockets to NBA championships and say, "Hey, if Jordan was if Jordan was playing, Hakeem Olajuwon would not have gotten one." Do you know that? As soon as I started reading the as soon as I started reading the tweets after Michael after the documentary was done, saying, "Yeah, Jordan definitely would have gotten seven. Do you know that? You don't know that for sure. After the three peat of the Los Angeles Lakers. A Shaquille O'Neal that is literally unstoppable and a Kobe Bryant that is making his way into being a legend at that point in time. After three NBA championships, people start learning things. People start realizing different ways to get you. Yeah. And I mean, answer certain things. You think think if they would have went for it again, Pippen's still there? Yeah, things would have definitely. You think Tim Duncan and David Robinson won't know what to do? You think Tim Duncan and David Robinson won't know what to do? Do the Knicks, do do, do you think, do you think the Bulls even get past the Knicks at that point in time? I don't know. Do you? There's so many things that people write in a stone and say, yeah, it would have been guaranteed seven NBA championships. How do you, it's, it's so easy to put things. Anything can happen. And guarantee this because, oh, he did it. uh, He did it those six times. What makes you think he's not going to be able people, people, people learn things. You're getting old. Time is so undefeated. Yeah, you adapt the game. The game you can adapt to the game. We've seen it happen. You know, growing up to watching, it's just all right now. It's what everybody. There is no. There there is no. He would have won until he quit. There is no. He could have won championships until 2002. Your body. Your body's going to give out. Your body is eventually going to stop. Age is going to affect you in an area where. You cannot do the things that you could have done, even in 1998. And that was after 14 years of winning. Not everybody is going to be able to just jump onto this and continue to do this. That's why Michael had even said, you know, you would have had to convince Scotty, but maybe if we could have kept everything going, maybe he would have stayed and we could have we, we could have tried to do it again. Kevin has been getting fucked. Maybe. It's 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 I I find it amazing the type of things that people put on the opposite spectrum of positivity when it comes to a lot of this because people do a lot of if so-and-so played in the 80s this wouldn't have happened or yeah, this right. wouldn't have happened yeah, how come- you know man fantasy you bookings played- and shit yeah you played the fact that it's six and all the finals and now say he's not winning he 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 wouldn't have stopped winning championships until 2002 stop 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 if the bulls see if the bulls see the if the bulls see the lakers <laughs> They get the, smashed. The Lakers. I don't care if Michael Jordan saying I'm not Shaq. He was saying it three different times. I ain't they Shaq. I ain't Shaq. I ain't Shaq. You are getting bit. If if Kobe, if Kobe has an opportunity to to get Michael Jordan out of here, you think he wouldn't have had that? You think he wouldn't have relished that opportunity to do so? Thousand. So for this for this documentary ending on this type of this type of conversation, because I'm sure as the week goes by. We leave it like, ah, oh, man, greatest of all time. But could he have gotten seven? I feel but like, that, but it's over though. 
Like we're not going to get Jordan's opinion on that anymore. So yeah, like, this, this now goes back to where it was before. Yeah, like why end it right there? You got a little bit of insight into the mind of, I think using the word regret is the wrong terminology when it comes to this, but knowing that Michael acknowledges a lot of the different types of things that has happened in that point in time. And now we are in a different point of age uh, for himself and just age in life, in, in society as well, where he's like, you know what, maybe I could have done things a little bit differently, but how can you argue with this? And then they present all the different types of champagne and, blah, 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 and, and, and all, all the amazingness that gives us the opportunity to actually have a podcast like this and discuss right. this story. But it doesn't end up like that. It doesn't cut off with that where you get Michael on the verge of tears and maybe even having a breakthrough with that and having that type of conversation end up being that way. We just go back to the same conversations that we had with Michael Jordan of, oh, good, he got seven championships, eight championships. And that was a little bit disappointing. I, like, I was disappointed. The structure to the whole thing was strange. Discussed that all throughout the show. Yes, we did get some cool insight here and there. I think they probably had more and they could have gave us more. Maybe it coming out early, you know, didn't help who knows maybe this is exactly what we would have got if we would have waited i'm not sure but i think that uh a 10 parter could have easily been five episodes <laughs> six episodes and we would have called it a lot of filler uh some funny moments yeah but i don't know man a little underwhelming as far as that so with that said again i think espn did a really good job of telling certain aspects of this story it ends up leading into an area where we have the same forms of conversation on Michael Jordan. I don't think this sways any people's opinion because again, yeah. when we getting into the when we get into the areas of the documentary where opinions get to sway, people push back a whole lot and say, "Well, what what what, what do you mean we have to discuss this important part of Jordan? This is the this is the difficult thing that comes with today's society everybody's so sensitive and yada 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 and it kills the conversation so yeah, now definitely. it ends in a safe note where you can end it and saying yeah michael jordan's the greatest of all time but could he have done x y and z so we leave yeah. with that and from our point of view it could have been done hopefully a little bit better but we get and uh, we get a rarity we get something that is like you said, we're not going to see this discussed again. Yeah, we won't get any more. Like, think I, that, I guess, is you have to be grateful for. We did get a bunch of information from Michael Jordan that we probably won't get anything else from him this personal ever again. You know, this is kind of like his, hey, this is this is the 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 big piece of my career. You guys wanted to know. Yeah, Here we it wanted is. it. This Leave was it. Now. Yeah. Let's 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 just leave it be. I That's can it. I can sit back and enjoy a whole lot of this and do what I need to do as a uh, as a front office owner in the NBA. So yep. with that, I feel like we have spent our time enough time at least between you and I in 1998. Back to 2020. We can go back into 2020. We have not set anything back off. Everything is still safe. Hopefully, I'm looking at you right now, mm -hmm. trying to look away from the camera. 
Is there something that I have to worry about as soon as we step into this? Oh, man, honestly, we're just going to have to see what happens. I may have snuck out here and there to see what's good about something, but you know, we just have to see, man. I kept it cool. Don't worry, Don't worry about it, man. Just let, just let things happen how it's supposed to. You know? If things are not fully different in 2020, I will say for those that listen to RSPN very faithfully, um, you won't have to wait until an actual NBA season begins again to hear from us because... Jeff and I are on the Silver Squad hotline. We are waiting for Adam Silver to actually have a conversation on what is going to happen with the NBA as uh, 2020 continues with sports and things begin to try and open back up a lot more throughout the country. Will that be a very dangerous thing to happen? Who knows? But Adam Silver will be the first to report when or where things are going to happen with the remainder of the NBA season. LeBron James has been very vocal in stating that he wants to continue this season and crown an NBA champion, and I feel like a lot of fans will agree with that. Even if it does not end up being um, positive for the Los Angeles Lakers, I feel like people like the finality and the totality of having a set NBA champion where we don't have an NA or we don't have a question mark on what had happened for everybody throughout this playoffs. But as soon as Adam Silver provides that information, you will hear from Jeff and I once again. Absolutely. If you want to call an emergency podcast, we can call an emergency podcast as well. But um, that will be our first amount of information that we will have to actually finalize up season three of RSPM because technically not even season three is done. We ended with the yeah. last week of the NBA and we would also like to finish our season as well. So as that information comes out, um, you will be the first to hear it from Jeff and I's perspective as you have from the past three seasons of RSPN and enjoying a lot of our NBA content um, we are more than ready to provide a lot of that to our brand new RSPN channel. So as that happens again, be sure to like, subscribe, uh, leave any comments that you'd like to provide for Jeff and I. We love everything that we get through Twitter from those that are actually listening to each episode. Um, but you can also do it through the Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, uh, through Google Podcasts as well as Jeff and I build up our channel on the RNC radio feed. But Jeff, I must say it has been a pleasure to enjoy yeah, 1998 with you once again. We are going to be leaving our areas of New York and Los Angeles and going back to Palm Beach, Florida, going back to Atlanta, Georgia. Unfortunately, I cannot discuss what had happened uh, between Atlanta, Georgia and St. Louis, Missouri as of right now. But I feel like we need one more person on a microphone to actually discuss that. Um, maybe we'll have some conversation with that at one point maybe. in time. On that note, we will sign off for RSPN Uncensored. This will be our last bonus episode. So we appreciate everybody tuning in week by week and listening to all of our content as we watch The Last Dance. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to provide some more content with you as well, whether it's NBA related, whether it's watching any form of basketball movie yeah. and uh, providing our insights with it like we found last week. We will hear from it first on the RSPN channel on RNC Radio Live. And with that note, you'll hear from us when we see you again.